Welcome to Lily, the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. I'm John Henry Crosby, founder and president of the Hildebrand Project. Alice von Hildebrand, known as Lily to her friends, inspired audiences with her wit and wisdom in over 300 appearances on TV and radio. This podcast is a treasury of those archival recordings. This is the first episode in a series on The Art of Living, a short book by Dietrich von Hildebrand with two essays by Lily. In this first conversation, Lily discusses the theme of reverence. Now, here's Lily. And if you wanted to gauge the moral status of a society, you only need to raise one question. How reverent are the people living in that society? And it was my husband's contention that reverence is a mother of all virtues. It is in some way the foundation of all virtues and that we live in an age characterized by the utmost irreverence. Now, what is reverence? It is a proper response to what is noble or great or good and calls for a response of awe. I mean, in other words, it presupposes that there is an objective reality can be a person, of course, primarily it is God, and it can also be things that are noble and, and good and beautiful in and by themselves. And man enters in a dialogue, perceives this greatness of this beauty and this nobility, is awestruck and responds with reverence. Mm-hmm. Now, you can see that reverence is so absolutely fundamental that the very moment that there is no more reverence, a society collapses. And I'm extremely sad to have to state that the world in which we live is a world characterized by the most incredible irreverence. We see it in our churches. When you see people chatting in front of the Blessed Sacrament, it is a sign of irreverence. If people refuse to recognize the authority of their parents, it is a sign of irreverence. If people fall into a life of impurity, it is an irreverence towards the mystery of the sexual sphere. And I can go on and on and on and simply say one of the most striking things about our society is that irreverence is so widespread that we no longer even notice it. Now, Plato said, and I go back to my beloved Plato, don't forget that was written 24 centuries ago. I wish that parents should, that that children could inherit their parents' reverence. And what is inherited is money. (laughs) Now, tragically enough, you cannot give your reference to your children because this is a virtue that will be conquered by each person individually. You cannot do it for me, and I cannot do it for you. Whereas money can be inherited. Modern man has become very reverent because his scientific discoveries are so amazing that he feels superior to past ages and considers that the past has nothing to give him because he knows better. Now, reverence is a moral value. And it, so to speak, elevates the very person who is reverent. The funny thing, or the paradox, and it's a very interesting paradox, is that if you are reverent towards an object, 
you feel very small. And the very fact that you feel very small makes you very great and noble. Hmm. You know, it's a very interesting paradoxical situation because the person who is reverence says he looks up in awe at something other than himself and responds with awe, and by so doing, he grows in stature. Mm -hmm. This must be what Chesterton had in mind when he said, men easily forget how tall they are on their knees. <laughs> you know, beautiful <laughs> paradox. It really is parallels to meekness and humility then, right? I mean, reverence would be... There is no, hum there is no humility without reverence. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what my husband right. says, every virtue presupposes reverence. I mean, in some of them it's particularly striking, for example, purity or chastity. You know, that is a key to purity, mm -hmm. a reverent attitude towards sex, but every single virtue. And nevertheless, it is very surprising that in Catholic tradition, we are endlessly repeating what the Greek discovered. You know, they speak of the four cardinal virtues, mm -hmm. justice, temperance, prudence, and, uh, and what is a, uh, and justice. You know, justice, temperance, prudence, fortitude. And, and, fortitude. and fortitude, and courage, fortitude. You know, this is always considered to be, each one of them presupposes reverence. I'd like, like to raise a question, and which I think is quite an interesting question. Last year, I had the privilege of having dinner with three priests, and one of them was quite elderly. And being of a very inquisitive nature, I said to these priests, fathers, you have heard thousands of confessions throughout your life. Have you ever had someone come in to you and said, Father, I accuse myself of irreverence? All three thought for a moment and said, never. And nevertheless, it is a very serious sin because in some way it invades into my very personality. It shows simply that I'm taken by what is that I make myself in some way the center of the universe and I look down upon other things. Mm -hmm. Now, reverence is a response to what calls for awe, just as love is a response to what is lovable. Adoration is a response to what is adorable. Veneration is a response to what is venerable. And there should be a harmony between my response and the object. Now, why do people refuse to be reverent? Why is there, since original sin, this irreverence in us? I mean, after all, when Adam and Eve totally overlooked the command of God, thou shalt not eat of the fruit of this tree, it was pride, it was disobedience, it was ingratitude, but it was a reference. Yes. Mm -hmm. There is a command of God himself. And simply say, I'm not going to pay any attention. Just thinking you're talking, talking about irreverence in general and about science, the great impact it's made on our society, and rightly so, and all the wonder, wonderful advances of science and technology. But along with that, as you've already said, there is this tremendous irreverence for the past, partly due to evolution, which often works hand in glove with, with scientism, evolutionism, scientific, science, scientism, yes. And then, uh, but today, I, I'm not so sure that I sense as much as optimism for the future because of science, modern science is not too long ago because of everything that's decaying. There must be scientists that begin to wonder, is science going to conquer all evil? 
Well, let us hope so for the sake of the world. Yes. Because, I mean, unless we go back to this basic reference, mm -hmm. uh, we are just going to head for very, very serious problems. Right. You know, even our presidents echoing uh, a quail suddenly says, oh, we have lost our sense of value. You know, he feels somehow that he has to say so to reestablish his reputation. But this is what has happened. Now, in man, there are two fundamentally different attitudes. One of them is what my husband calls an attitude of response to value. And that is a recognition that there are things greater than I am. You know, take, for example, man's creaturehood. Being a creature calls for reverence because there is a creator who is above me. And therefore, my basic attitude towards God and his creation is one of reverence. In other words, a recognition that there are things calling for this response of awe. Now, this, of course, is particularly typical in my relationship to God, but also to my parents, to church authorities, to whatever is great and noble and beautiful. And the second attitude, which is one which is prevalent in the society in which we live, is to look at the world from the point of view, what can I get out of it? How is it going to satisfy me? And to use everything as a means for my subjective satisfaction. Of course, the interesting thing is that people who adopt the second view are going to be superficial, flat, narrow, boring, self-centered. And unhappy. And unhappy. And unhappy, of course. Mm -hmm. The other case, a person is going to grow wings to realize the beauty and the greatness of the universe in which he lives, to be grateful for what is taking place. And my husband states in this little book that there are two main obstacles to being reverent. Both of them are very serious and both of them are very widespread. And one of them is pride. Now, pride is the stuff that we are made of since original sin. Pride is the tendency to consider, is arrogantly consider, that we don't need to listen to anybody, that we know better than anybody, that we are just as good as anybody, that no one has a right to tell us anything because we know better. And therefore, the proud man makes of himself the measure of all things. And of course, this immediately eliminates the possibility of acknowledging that there are things other than myself we are much superior to myself. Thank you for listening to Lily, the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. We hope you enjoyed this episode. New episodes of Lily are released every week. Please share our podcast with your friends and family and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to support the production of this podcast, we invite you to become a monthly donor or to give a one-time gift. To donate, please visit hildebrandproject.org forward slash giving. For more information and updates, follow the Hildebrand Project on social media and sign up for our newsletter in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and helping support the legacy of Alice von Hildebrand.